This is Grumpy SEO Guy, episode 26, The Problem with PBNs. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy today because most PBNs are rubbish. They're not built correctly and they're owned by scammy, slimy salesmen who try to sell you their nonsense links that are going to get you penalized. I'm going to tell you why that is how to identify if a PBN is worthless garbage. And I'm going to tell you how to do it the right way so that if you're buying backlinks on a PBN from someone else, you know who's not a scamming liar or how to do it yourself. But before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started, everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. I'm not saying PBNs are inherently bad, okay? If you have a group of authoritative blogs that you use to link out to your clients' websites, that is the most powerful thing you can do in SEO, okay? But most PBNs are not that. Most PBNs are giant piles of trash and penalty factories because people don't do them properly. In this episode, we're going to talk about lots of the mistakes that people make when they're building PBNs. Once you know about these mistakes, you will know what kind of scammy sellers to avoid. And if you want to build your own group of authoritative blogs, you will know how to do it without doing it wrong. Listen, there's a lot of things where you can do a couple things wrong and it's not a problem. But building a portfolio or PBN, if you want to call it that, building a portfolio of authoritative blogs is not one of those things. If you do one thing wrong, the entire portfolio is ruined. So pay attention to this episode. For those of you just joining us, you're well on your way to getting to the top of the search engines. Okay, but if you're just joining us and you haven't listened to the episode that comes right before this one, episode 25, you need to go back and listen to that episode. You need to fully understand the concepts in that episode. If you understand those concepts, you will be so far ahead of the game when it comes to building a PBN or portfolio of authoritative blogs that like you probably won't even make any mistakes. Okay. But if you want to skip that episode, cause I know you're like, well, I'm already listening to this episode. I don't want to stop this one and go back. Just listen to it later. Okay. Just, just trust me. Like that episode will keep you from getting penalized. It will keep you from being affected by algorithm updates. It's important stuff. So listen to it later or listen to it now. I don't care, but listen to it because it's going to help you a lot. Now, before we go any further, let's define PBN, because I bet most people know what it means, but I bet you there's some people that don't. So what is a PBN? PBN stands for Private Blog Network. What is a private blog network? Great question. A private blog network is when you have a group of hopefully authoritative blogs and you use them to link to your clients or to link to your own website, to link to any target site you want. It really doesn't matter. And they're private because nobody knows that you own them, supposedly. Anyway, 
Private blog networks are mostly terrible. And before we go any further, I can hear somebody saying, but wait a minute, grumpy SEO guy. You talk all the time about how your agency uses a private blog portfolio to rank your clients. What's the difference? It's a great question. I'm going to answer that question. The difference is that I specifically say private blog portfolio when I talk about what we do. The difference is a network refers to a group of sites that are all linked together. If you have a group of authoritative blogs and you link them all together, that is one of the biggest mistakes you could possibly make. We'll talk more about that later. Ultimately, it's because it leaves what is called a footprint, and a footprint is what you must avoid at all costs. In fact, footprints are the reason most PBNs are rubbish. But we're gonna talk more about that in a little bit. So let me just say for now, if you have some authoritative blogs that you're using to rank your clients or your own website, do not link them together. Okay. By the way, our sites, our portfolio, none of them is linked to any other site in the portfolio. So technically it's not a network. I hope that clarifies it. Now let's talk about why most PBNs are flaming piles of garbage and penalty factories. Okay. Before we talk about why most PBNs are garbage, we need to talk about the concept of a footprint. What is a footprint? A footprint is anything that somebody can use to detect what is going on. Okay, so in this context, when people have PBNs, right, or private blog networks, they're using them to manipulate the rankings by providing authoritative backlinks from their websites to their clients' websites, or maybe their own websites, doesn't matter. These authoritative backlinks give what is called link juice to the target site or to the client site or to whatever site you're linking to. Link juice is just a way of saying you're getting some authority and you're getting it from a backlink. By providing this link juice or providing this authority to whatever site you're linking to, that site will go up in the search engine results. But anyway, that's probably against search engines terms of service, okay? Look, I'm not saying that you should do it this way. All I'm saying is that without backlinks, you have no authority and without authority, you're not gonna rank for anything. A lot of people like to think that authority doesn't matter and that backlinks don't matter, but those people are wrong because if you don't have any authority, you do not rank for anything except the lowest competition keywords, which there's probably no reason to even try to rank for those anyway. So if you're not at the top of the search engines, as I've said in another episode, there's a 99% chance it's because you don't have enough authority. PBNs are one way to get authority, but I would probably avoid like most PBNs because most PBNs are garbage. Let's talk about why. So we know what a footprint is. A footprint is anything that reveals what's going on, okay? In other words, if you can look at two different sites and know that those sites are owned by the same person, that's a footprint. If you can look at a site and say, wait a minute, this site exists only for the purpose of building backlinks, that's a footprint, okay? You need to avoid all footprints when you're working with PBNs or portfolios or whatever you wanna call them. In other words, every site in your PBN or your portfolio of authoritative blogs should look like a completely independent, unrelated website, and they should look like actual websites. They should not look like websites that exist only to provide backlinks. If you want to learn more about that, go listen to episode five. Episode five is part of a three-part series on how to build your own PBN the correct way. And episode five talks about how to actually make the website so that you don't leave any footprints on your website. I'm not going to get into the website part of everything now. So if you want to learn more about that, go listen to episode five. So 
let's talk about some of these footprints. Okay, there are tons of footprints that the search engines can use to detect a PBN. And when they get detected, they often become de-indexed, which by the way, means that every single link that comes from it is now worthless. Okay, so if you're paying for links on a PBN that becomes de-indexed, you just wasted your money. Anyways, it also means that they might get penalties because link schemes like PBNs may or may not be against the search engine's terms of service. And if you get caught using them, you may or may not get a penalty. Therefore, it's in everyone's best interest, except the search engines, I guess, to not have footprints. Let's talk about some of the common footprints because these are all things that people do wrong. And it's important to note that when you're building a PBN, you need to do everything right, okay? Because if you have, there are many, look, there's many different things you can do that will leave a footprint and you can't do any of them. All of them have to be done properly, okay? That's why most PBNs are garbage because people just quickly put them together and they don't care and they just try to make as much money as they can by selling garbage backlinks until they get de-indexed and then they move on and do it again because I don't know if you know this or not, but the SEO industry attracts some, let's say, dishonest individuals. So consider yourself warned. Okay, so we've defined PBN and we've defined footprint. So what are some of the footprints that give away PBNs? So just a little preview, the first footprint that we talk about that's gonna take like half of the remaining time is going to be related to IP addresses. It's kind of boring, okay? But you have to understand this because this is where most people get it wrong. If the IP addresses are wrong, the entire blog network is worthless, okay? But if you don't care about IP addresses, I guess skip forward a little bit and then we're gonna talk about everything else. But IP addresses is first because it's literally the most important thing and then after that, We've got everything else. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, why don't we start with hosting? Okay, you're probably thinking, hosting? Who cares about hosting? And that's why people make mistakes. Okay, I'm gonna tell you two different mistakes that people can make with PBNs and hosting, and then I'm gonna tell you the correct way to do it. Okay, so all of these involve IP addresses. IP address is basically just a numerical representation of where your site exists on the internet. IP addresses are made up of four numbers. Each number goes from zero to 255. And like, you don't need to know this, I'm just telling you. Each number goes from zero to 255, which means there are 256 possibilities because zero is the first one and then it goes up to 255, which is the 256th number. Because remember, you're starting at zero, don't get confused. Anyways, that doesn't matter. So each IP address consists of four numbers. These are also referred to as octets, okay? Now, let's use one for example. I have no idea what this IP address is. I'm just using one just so we have something to talk about. Okay, let's say 50.100.com. 100.100, that's, that's pretty easy to remember, right? 50.100.100.100, okay. We'll come back to this. Just, I wanted to give you a little, a little preface. Okay, so the first mistake that somebody might make is they buy their authoritative blogs and then they host them all on the same shared hosting account. Why would that be a problem? Well, if you host them all on the same shared hosting account, they would all have the same IP address. Okay, let's say you've got, let's say you've got five, five blogs, okay? Let's say you've got five blogs. Just, I just picked a random number, you guys, five. Okay, let's say you bought five websites and you hosted them all on the same shared hosting account. Why? Because it's cheaper. Okay, all of these five websites would all have matching IP addresses. 
Why is that a footprint? Because there's many websites that all have the same IP address. So you might think, why is that a problem? In fact, if you have, if you have shared hosting, there's probably dozens, if not hundreds of other websites on that same IP address as you. So who cares, right? Here's the thing. If you take those five websites and you all link to the same target site, okay? Like your client or your website, whatever you're trying to link. And all of those websites not only link to one site, but they're also all on the same IP address. That's a footprint. Why? Because those websites are all in the same place. They're all on the same IP address and they're all doing the same thing, which is pointing to that other website, to your client's website. That's a footprint. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. And just to give you an example of that previous example with the, with the IP address 50.100.100.100, Let's say that's your IP address. So you've got five websites and they're all on 50.100.100.100 and they're all doing the same thing. They're all pointing to the same target website. That's a footprint. Don't do it that way. Don't buy PBN links from anyone who does it that way. Okay, there's one more IP address problem or footprint that a, that a PBN can have. Let's talk about it. You may have heard of something called SEO hosting. Well, it sounds like a good idea, right? SEO hosting, I'm doing SEO, oh, yay, let's use this. No, never ever use SEO hosting, and I'm gonna tell you why. And by the way, never ever buy backlinks from somebody who has a PBN that is on SEO hosting, okay? Never do that either. Anyways, you remember those four numbers, right? In this case, 50.100.100.100. Okay, the first number is referred to as the A class. And I just want to say here, that is not actually what a class means but in the seo world that's what it means okay so let's just take this definition for now and proceed with it okay so the first number that 50 that's called the a class the second number which was 100 that's called the b class the third number that was another 100 that's called the c class and the fourth number which again was 100 is called the d class okay so you've got a class b class c class and D class. Okay. What SEO hosting usually does is they will give you different IP addresses, but they will be different at the C class or at the third octet. So for example, using our previous numbers, we might have 50.100.100.100. And then another site would be on 50.100.101.100. And then another site might be on 50.100.102. .100. And then another site might be on 50.100.103.100 and so on. And in this case, that's referred to as sequential C-class hosting because they're like ordered like 100, 101, 102, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, C-class hosting is a terrible idea. Why? Because do you think, now hold on, do you think that if the search engine see five websites, for example, and every one of those five websites all links to the same website, and those websites are all on IP addresses that are sequentially different at the third octet that they would be able to tell that maybe some manipulation is going on. Yeah, they could, don't do it. And there's another reason not to use SEO hosting. Now, now this one is just a theory of mine, okay? But I'm gonna share it with you anyway. So do you think that if the search engines were maybe considering the fact that maybe they found some websites and they think that maybe they're part of a PBN? Okay, maybe. Because remember, search engines don't like PBNs. Okay, they found these websites. They think maybe, maybe these are part of a PBN. And then they trace the hosting back 
to where it's hosted and they find that it's literally offering something called SEO hosting. Do you think that would trigger some, some concern at the search engine? Yes. Okay. I, I, I would not look if I were setting out to manipulate the search positions, I would not do anything that draws attention to myself. I would not use a host that says it offers SEO hosting. Okay. So a hard no from me on that one. Anyway, I just want to say this about shared hosting though. Because I'm pretty sure there's someone out there who's saying, grumpy SEO guy, on your how to host a private blog portfolio episode, you said that it's okay to use shared hosting. And now you're saying that it's not okay to use shared hosting. Can you explain that? Absolutely. That's a great question. Also, by the way, thank you. Thank you for listening to that episode. And thank you for asking that question. By the way, that's episode four if you want to go listen to it. Okay. So there is no problem with shared hosting as long as you don't have more than one site on any IP address, okay? We use a lot of shared hosting. In fact, we only use shared hosting, but almost all of our websites are on different hosts and almost all of our websites are on unique IP addresses that are unique at the first or second octet, not the third octet, none of the C-class stuff, only the first or second octet. They are different, they're unique at the first or second octet. Now. There are a couple sites. I'm just I'm just explaining this. Like you can like 90% of you can ignore this like next sentence. There's a couple websites that are on the same IP address. And if you do that, you can't use those websites for the same thing because that's a footprint. You can have two websites that are on the same IP address, but do not use them for the same thing. Do not link to the same website from each of those websites, okay? As long as you don't do that, it's not a problem. But this is a problem you run into when you have so many sites that you have to start duplicating IP addresses, okay? If you're just starting out, do not put any of your sites on the same IP address. Just don't do it because it's gonna like destroy your entire network if you do it. Now, let's talk about the first and the second octet or the A class and the B class, if you wanna call them that. If the first number in the IP address of two different websites is different, it's not a problem at all. So if the first number is 100 and the second number is 75, it doesn't matter. You're totally fine. Those websites are totally fine. You can do the same thing with those websites because they're on different IP addresses. Now, same thing with the second number though, because look, okay, so remember in the beginning when I said the numbers start at zero and they go to 255, okay? There's only 256 possible combinations for the first number, okay? So there's probably going to be a point when you have two websites that are on IP addresses where the first number is the same, okay? Not even a problem as long as the second octet is unique. So if you have 100.100, for example, and then you also have 100.80, for example, totally fine because they're unique at the second octet. You can both link from those websites to some other website, not a problem. I just, I just wanna clarify on that um, because I don't wanna make it sound like shared hosting is bad, it's not. It's only bad if you put all of your network on the same IP address, so make sure you don't do that. Okay, what's another PBN footprint. I feel like I spent a lot of time on IP addresses, but I also believe that there's like not really a quick way to explain it. And because IP addresses are done wrong in so many cases, I wanted to actually explain that. Like if you're thinking about buying backlinks on a PBN, one of the first questions you should ask is tell me about your IP addresses. Okay. And if they say sequential C class or SEO hosting or anything like that, like stay away from that service because it's not, it's not going to do for you what you think it's going to do for you. Okay, because it's not really going to get you any benefit. Okay, so 
I'm going to go more quickly now. Don't worry, that one was long and boring. We're going to go more quickly now because there's many other things that people can do wrong with their PBNs, such as one of the most common things that people do wrong on a PBN is they use low quality content. Back in the day, people used to use spun content. And if you remember from a different episode, spun content just refers to like you take an article and you basically run it through this program that changes every word to a synonym. And the end result is like trash that's unreadable, but it's technically unique. So the search engines are supposed to like it because it's unique. But if a human ever gets to that page, they're going to know immediately that it's worthless content. And sometimes, supposedly, humans will investigate PBNs. If they see some suspicious, perhaps link building activity going on, they might send a human to manually check out the sites. And if you have spun content on your site, guess what? You're going to get a penalty. You're probably going to get de-indexed. So don't use spun content. Don't buy any backlinks from anybody who has spun content. I remember like 12 years ago, there were so many PBNs that were being offered and they're like, C-Class hosting unique spun content. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be done in like six months. Like don't even waste your money on this nonsense. So just to clarify, all content should be good quality content that is written by a human and that makes sense if somebody reads it, okay? No spun content. The jury's out on AI content, you know, if it's obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even going to address using AI content on your sites right now. Just make sure that it makes sense and make sure that if a human finds your website and they check your content, they're not going to immediately go, nope, this is garbage. So hire good writers or write it yourself or do whatever. I don't know. But spun content, that's a footprint. Okay. What else can people do wrong with their PBNs? Let's talk about links for a little bit. Because there's a lot of things people can do wrong with links. And you're probably like, well, wait a minute. I'm buying backlinks. How could there be something wrong with links? Awesome question. I'm going to tell you. I think I'm just going to group all these into one because like these are all terrible. Okay. Number one, using sidebar links. Don't use sidebar links. A long time ago, people would sell sidebar links on their websites. Um, a sidebar link, if you're not familiar with it, you know how some blogs will have like a navigation column on the side, right? And then sometimes there was something that was called like a blog roll or whatever, or just, it's basically, it's a link that appears in the sidebar and it appears in the sidebar of every single page, okay? So if there's 50 pages on that blog, then you're getting 50 links because it's going to appear in the sidebar of every single page. Like, don't do it, it's spammy. The search engines know that it's spammy, don't do it. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Same thing with footer links. A footer link is a link that goes at the very bottom of every page on your site in the area of the blog called the footer. Same exact thing. People used to sell footer links. Don't do it. It's spammy. The search engines know that it is used for spammy purposes, so don't do it. What else can people do wrong with links? Well, if you remember the penalty episode, and that's episode two if you want to go back and listen to it. It talks about how to prevent, identify, and fix SEO penalties. You remember that there is a penalty called over-optimization penalty. What's an over-optimization penalty? Let me answer that question. An over-optimization penalty is when the anchor text that is used is used too frequently. What is anchor text? Anchor text is the words that are the link. If your website is trying to rank for blue widgets and you're getting backlinks that say, click here for blue widgets and blue widgets is the link itself. And so those words, blue widget, are the words that you can click on 
then blue widgets is the anchor text. Okay, a lot of PBNs will overuse anchor text, which will get you an over-optimization penalty. Why do they do that? Because it used to be very effective a long time ago. It's not effective anymore, don't do it. Anchor text is still a very helpful aspect of search engine optimization, but you do not want too many backlinks with the same anchor text. Okay, what's another link problem that PBNs do? Sometimes PBNs become what is called a link farm. What is a link farm? A link farm is a website with too many backlinks on it. For example, I'm just gonna give you a stereotypical example. Imagine there's a website with 100 pages and every page has 100 backlinks on it. Do you think that would ever happen? Why would you ever have 100 backlinks on 100 pages on your website? That would never happen. That, that's a footprint. Like that, that would never happen, come on. So a lot of PBNs will turn into link farms because people don't care and they just keep putting more content and more content and more backlinks and more backlinks to more clients that are paying because they don't care. They're just trying to get the money right away. And I don't know what else to say about it. Like a good quality PBN should have a natural occurring amount of backlinks. It shouldn't have like 50 backlinks per page, okay? And most importantly, I'm just gonna lump this one in with this group because who cares? It shouldn't look like it exists to provide backlinks. If you go to a PBN and you look at it and you specifically scroll through the pages and you read the content, it should just look like a normal website. You shouldn't think to yourself, you know what? This website looks like it's just got some silly content on it and it exists only to sell backlinks. If you think that, then whoever works for the search engines that is reviewing the website will also think that and it will probably get a penalty. Why? Because having a website that is obviously a PBN is a footprint. Don't do it. What else do people do wrong? Something else pretty common is just sell backlinks to whomever wants them. Okay, why is that a problem? You're just trying to make money, right? Who cares? That's more business for you. Yay. Well, no, not really, because check it out. If you link to anyone who wants a backlink, well, you don't know what those other people are going to do with their websites. They might turn their websites into spam somehow. I don't know. I'm not going to give you any examples, but it's possible. So anyways, look, let's say you buy a backlink from somebody. Let's say you buy a lot of backlinks from somebody, right? Because it's a PBN. Okay, cool. Yay. And then that person also sells backlinks to somebody else. Okay. Hooray. Just, you know, that's what a PBN is designed to do. Okay. But then that person that he links to decides to do something suspicious with his website. That website gets a penalty for some reason, right? Now, this PBN links to him so that PBN can also get a penalty. And then if that PBN gets a penalty, it links to you. You can also get a penalty. It is possible to incur harm to your own website from the websites that you link out to, okay? Like it doesn't happen all the time, but it's possible. So if the PBN seller is only interested in getting as many backlinks as possible for clients, well, guess what? It's possible that he's not being thorough in his investigation of his prospective clients and he might link out to somebody shady, for example, gambling industry or pharmacy industry or adult industry, and you don't wanna be associated with that, okay? That's just one example, there's more things. And again, nothing against those industries, but those industries play by different SEO rules than everyone else, so it's probably best if you don't share any links with any of those kinds of websites. Okay, here's another problem with PBNs. This one isn't really a footprint, all right, this isn't something that the search engines can detect, but it's a problem anyway, and that is this. And by the way, yes, I have an entire episode on this very topic. It's episode 10, which is called Why One-Time Payments or Lifetime Backlinks Are Always a Scam. But if somebody's offering you a lifetime backlink or a one-time payment, 
you need to avoid that person. Okay. Why? Because there is no way to profitably run a network from selling one-time payments or lifetime payments. It is not possible. The only way to maintain that is to continually sell backlinks forever so that you have a consistent stream of income. If you do that, there's a good chance you will be getting shady clients or you will become a link farm. Both of those are things that you don't want. And therefore anybody offering one-time payments or lifetime backlink is probably a scammer that you should stay away from. Okay, what's another footprint on PBNs? Sometimes, let's say you buy 10 backlinks and this PBN seller is really efficient. So they're gonna go out there and they're gonna post all 10 of your backlinks all at once. Do you think that could be a footprint? Let's say you have a brand new website and you don't have any backlinks yet and you start by buying 10 backlinks from somebody. Okay, so your website goes from zero backlinks to 10 backlinks in one day. Do you think that would ever normally happen? Do you think that's a footprint? Yeah, that's a footprint. Now look, if you're regularly getting about 10 backlinks a day anyway, naturally, and then a PBN gives you 10 backlinks all at once, that's probably not a problem, okay? A good backlink seller will take into account the speed at which your website has been getting backlinks and consider that, okay? A lot of them don't. A lot of them just give them all to you at once. Who cares? Have your 10 backlinks or whatever. What if you bought 50 backlinks? What if you bought 100 backlinks, okay? And you got them all in one day out of nowhere. Do you think that is a footprint? Yeah, that's a footprint. Remember, you want to draw as little attention to your website as possible. So let's kind of go over what we talked about, but let's phrase it as things that you should look for instead of things that you should avoid. Okay, so what makes a good PBN? None of the sites should be connected to each other, obviously. So make sure that's the case. All of the sites should be on IP addresses that are unique at the first or second number. Okay. All of the websites should be on normal hosts, no SEO hosts, okay? All of the content should be good quality content where if you were to read it, you would say, wow, this is pretty good content and my link makes sense in the middle of this content. You should only buy backlinks that are contextual from the content, okay? So your link should be in the article and nowhere else on the website. Your links should be built at a normal speed that takes into account how quickly your website has been getting backlinks over time. So if you've been getting two or three backlinks per day, on average, organically, don't get 20 backlinks all at once. That doesn't make any sense, that's a footprint. Any website that you buy backlinks on should be a normal looking website rather than a website that when you look at it, it says, hey, look at me, I'm only here to provide backlinks. If you follow these tips, you will be in a better position than many when it comes to knowing how to buy backlinks from PBNs. There's a couple more things that we can talk about and I might do that on another episode, but I don't want this episode to be enormous. So we're gonna stop it now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. It would really help the show out. I hope this episode is helpful. And if you have any questions, or if there's anything that you want me to talk about on a future episode, you can email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com. And I'll talk to you later. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about the problem with SEO.